today I have from last year, the fifth fittest man in the world, Jeff Adler. And uh, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. So uh, obviously we are in the thick of training. I would say uh, after quarters this year, the thing I tell people is you just earned more training. Kind of yeah. like, <laughs> so how's, how's uh, prepping for semis going for you? Well, uh, it's going pretty, I think it's going pretty well. We just finished a weekend of simulation, simulation-ish, um, like a, a type, uh, 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 like a regional type weekend or like a three-day uh, event. Uh, basically, I redid most of the workouts from the 2018 regionals. So it was, it's kind of a confidence booster, like I PR'd every workout kind of easily. So it was, it, that was fun to do. Um, but I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's weird this year. Like the, my semi is, is basically end of June, which is like three or four weeks away from the, from the games. So it's like, it's, it's, it's weird. Cause it's now it's games prep and it, there's like my qualifying process right in the middle of it. Um, well, hopefully it's games prep, like yeah, we don't exactly. know yet, but um, I'm, I'm trying to focus on uh, getting ready for the games. And then when we get to semis and we'll just have our ticket and, and be ready for the games. <clears throat> so that, I didn't, you just told me that too, before we got on it, it's the June 18th through the 20th is your semi. We're in the, wow. I think the last weekend, uh, the same weekend as West coast. Okay. Um, not sure if there's another one. Um, and then the last chance qualifier, I don't know when that is, but if, if it's after us, like it's Woo. two and a half to three weeks before the games, which I find is, is way too short, even four weeks for me, like basically the last two years I was qualified like eight months before, and now I get to qualify like only one month before. Wow. Which so you're like, I didn't even think about that. You are literally qualifying when you should be like in prime training time. Like, yeah. Wow. I don't feel for you. <laughs> no. I, I find this, this season is, um, it, it's, I hope it doesn't stay like this. Mm -hmm. I, I like this season, but the time frames, they all suck. Well, and they're coming out like randomly too. It's not like this was known the whole year. It's uh, yeah. We basically knew a while back, even the, even the semi dates, not the dates exactly, oh, but we knew okay. how, it, how it was going to work. Yeah. And then when they came out with the dates, like even for the open, like the, the open three weeks, great. Loved it. Four mm -hmm. tests, three weeks done. Let's move on to something else. And then we had that weird one week period before quarters, yep. which was awful. And now a big weekend of, of quarters, it felt like it was six weeks of open. Um, that's, that's too long. It didn't, it didn't feel good. And then the time between the quarters and the semis is okay, but then the semis are too close to, I find too close to the games. Yeah. Like we, should, we should have at least two months between qualifications. So between quarters, semis, and then the games. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm jealous of the people that qualified this, this week because these people, like, they can take it easy for a few days and then ramp it back up to the games. The people that will qualify on the same weekend as I do, will not have that opportunity so so wow i i'm i'm shocked right now i didn't real i wasn't even thinking about the games that is crazy so wow so how many regionals because I, I remember regionals we would have like 
four or five weeks of regionals and we always went last. So I would feel the same feeling. The first regionals would go and I'd be like, oh, they, we have like three more weeks of practice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, I wasn't, I didn't do many regionals. I did only one. I did the okay. 2018 one. We were, I was in the East. So that was always around the 20th of May, which gave like June and basically July, Mm -hmm. full june and full Ju almost full july of games prep like that's that's fine like qualifying at, at this period of time but i'm going to qualify like a full month after yep after that so do you think so obviously you said you liked the format do you think that there needs to be three qualifying pro like an open a quarters and a semi do you think all three of those are necessary no one one has to go i i, I feel like one has to go um I don't, I don't, I, I don't know. Like it should, the, the open and the quarters should somehow be fused together. So bring it back five weeks and then do the first three weeks and qualify for the next two and have a cut there. Like that, that'd be cool. Or I don't know, four weeks, like do it however, but in one piece instead of two. And then the, the semi period period is too long. Like it's, it's, it's a full four weeks squeeze that into three to give a little bit more time for the last people that qualify to get ready for the games especially if you want to do us um uh a last chance qualifier after that which yeah is that's like, gonna be crazy no one really i don't really know how that's gonna work uh, i don't know either i'm curious to see how and who who will qualify from there um but yeah it, it feels like a little bit i think it was 2019 that some people qualified through um the french throwdown and it was like three two and a half to three weeks just before the games like That's you right. can't get, you can't get ready you're just going and doing whatever yep um it's a little bit short so obviously i'm you're training it seems like if you follow you online that your training has uh changed a little bit more from last year as well like if anybody knows you you're probably similar to me in the sense of you like a good heavy barbell or you've been known to uh, really like a heavy barbell and you've said you've kind of stayed away and done more just work can you uh, like elaborate on that at all oh did i lose you oh no he's frozen I don't know. If oh, I hear you there. Okay. Yeah. I was like, okay. me or you? I'm like, what the heck happened? I don't know. Uh, I don't think you heard me then. No, not at all. So my question was, so if, if anybody follows you online or knows you at all, you know, you like a heavy barbell, kind of like myself. Yes. Uh, but this year, it seems like, and you've kind of, I think you've said it a couple of times, maybe where you're like, Hey, I'm not, that's, I know that that's not my focus and I'm working on some other stuff. Do you maybe want to elaborate a little bit on maybe what's changed in your training? Um, yeah. So with time, I've realized that being strong does not make you win the, the games. So, <laughs> and I, I, why am I strong? I can't answer that. I think it's just, it came naturally to me. It, it, I like it. It's fun. I love, and I, every time I can put five extra pounds, I'll do it. But that's not how you win. 
Um, and that's where we focus somewhere else. Um, I've had a little issue with my back also in the winter. So I had to back off from weights quite a bit. And we focused a lot on running, rowing, biking, uh, like e not easier Metcons, but like simpler movements yep. and trying to go a little bit faster, working on gymnastics. And I think even if I've, I've done, I know right now I'm not at my strongest. I've been stronger than that before. Uh, even like compared to me, compared to the stage two CrossFit games, I think I was stronger then than right now, but I feel much fitter now. Like I was, I was not ready to do the open at all. And I've, I, I won the open and that's, that, that was a huge surprise. I was like, that's, I was just aiming to be somewhere in the top 7,000. Like I wasn't even aiming for a top 20 finish. And I ended up winning. And even for quarters, I was like, just be over the line. That's it. Mm -hmm. And I, I ended up third there. So I think what we're doing is working. Um, and I, I, I can't wait to see how well it worked, like with semis and then with the games, see where I can end up with uh, those small changes. And I think it's funny you said that. I think you hear that a lot from athletes where they – you know, Excel, like for my similar to me, like, I don't know why I was strong. I just, I, I liked a barbell adding five pounds, just like that. But when you back away from that and you realize like, I'm so much better than everybody else at that, that going backwards in it really isn't that far back because I can improve so much. And I, and everybody I ever talked to that does exactly what you're saying sees so much growth like yeah. as an athlete. And that's what it sounds like. What you're basically is like, I don't even know what's happening, but I'm okay with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't mind. I, I it's weird because this year, like even like mid Atlantic challenge, the, the, the semi that just happened this weekend, six guys snatched 300 pounds. I'm like, Holy shit. <laughs> I, I can't, I can't snatch 300 pounds. I know I can't uh, snatch that weight, but even if they, even if you, you can be at the top of the leaderboard on that one event, if you mess up the cardio one and the gymnastics one, that's two against one. So I'm better off being better at those two and finishing, I don't know, third, fourth, fifth on the lift. Like it doesn't matter. That's it's not your bad. And, and that's funny. You say third, fourth or fifth, like, you know, <laughs> yeah. Cause True. The, well, the goal is not to win these events is to have the best average throughout the events. And that's what, I want, I want to be, I want to have the best average possible. And that's what's going to make me be higher on the leaderboard at the end of the weekend. Yes. And that is, yeah, I love that. Cause that's how I, I'm like, I don't need to win. Right. I can get third, fourth or fifth in a lift, like, and you're not even lifting. And that just shows you like, what's really nice for you is you can probably back off way more than others can. And you're not, you're yeah. You might lose 5%, 10%. Even that sounds like a lot, but the reality is, you're lifting. I remember during uh, quarantine, uh, me and Willie were doing some workouts. And then all of a sudden he's like, hey, Jeff did this one and he beat us by like four minutes. And I was like, what? <laughs> some of your scores on the bar stuff. I was like, what? Jeez, that's insane. Something like, so we, if anybody doesn't know, we did, I did like some stuff with Willie George and Jeff did some of the workouts and just destroyed us on a few of them. 
Well, I think that's where I'm not the best at one RMs. Mm -hmm. There's always like these strong guys like Griffin or Tola that are going to snatch 315 and easily clean and jerk 385. I'm, I'm like, even if I would have a test, like a one rep max snatch or, or clean and jerk, I don't even know if I could PR. But if there's a 20.4 situation and it's a 315 and you have to go fast at 315, then I'm strong enough and I have the cardio and the endurance to go fast. And that's where it pays off the most. Yes, I would say seeing you and some of your numbers, you move a barbell, a moderate to heavy barbell, more like under fatigue, more efficiently than anybody I've ever seen. And I thought I was good at it. And I'm like, this dude, he's better than me. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it, I think it's the way, it's also the way that uh, my programming works. Like uh, Carol, she's my coach. She also yeah. programmed for me. And we don't work percentage ever because mm -hmm. you have to move 315 pounds for clean jerks at th this amount of reps in that amount of time. I don't care what your percentage is. This has to move. So like do it. Um, you have to be able to cycle 225 at this speed. Like that's what, that's what we worked on the most. And the one rep max just comes with like, I'm not training one rep maxes. I don't think it's I don't think it's a good thing to train because the 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 risk of injury is so high when you get to these these numbers. So it's not worth it unless it's a test. Uh, I think I remembered. Uh, I think it's the 2019 games when there was the um, the squat clean event at the games. Uh, I got cut. Yeah, so that was 2019, and I think Scott Penchik said on that weekend like you have you have a certain amount of lifts at these weights every year. So do them when it counts. And that phrase just stuck with me. I'm like in training, oh, I, I want to, I want to clean and jerk 365 all the time. No, you don't need to don't injure yourself, do the training, do what's written on the paper and stick to that and it, everything will be good. And once you have the opportunity or, or the, when it's worth the risk, then you do it. Yep. So I love what you said. You don't train percentages uh, because <laughs> it goes against so many things that people say. And that's what I tell everybody about what we do in CrossFit is that it's, it's testing. Like literally what we do all the time is we test to find out what makes the body perform best. And I think the number one question I get, and you probably get a lot when you post a workout is what percentage is this? And I don't do percentages either because of what you just said. There are certain weights you just have to be able to move that are going to come up. Yeah. And if you feel like they're going to get heavier, then you need to train them a little heavier. If they're going to be lighter, you need to train. Them. So you need to be prepared for these numbers, not a random 185 pound, you know, snatch workout because it's 60% when it's like, no, you need to be moving this weight because that's where we are. So I love that you said the percentages because I feel the exact same way and purely because of training, because trained enough to know like the percentages have a place, but in our sport, we're not like a lifter or, oh. you know, like we are, we are a new breed of athlete that requires thinking outside the box. So yeah, that I, I love that you said that. So Whoever, yeah, that most people wouldn't even admit that. 
even strength training, like I do uh, the conjugate method. Yep. Um, and even even these guys, they don't train percentage. It's like the heavy days is five, four, three, two, one, one, one. Uh, the goal is to hit, I don't know, some somewhere close to your one rep max, but they don't even care like what you hit. The goal is just to go heavy. And yep. one day this is gonna one day five hundred pound deadlift is gonna be heavy, and the next four twenty five is gonna exactly. be exactly. And then that's not you that controls that. It's how you feel. Um, so the days that it does feel good, go to 500. And then if it doesn't, just don't, it's fine. Um, but yeah, we've been doing the conjugate method for a while now. Uh, and I think the, 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 the part of the conjugate that helps the most is all the banded stuff, the speed work. Yep. That helps a lot. Um, helped me a lot with the rehab, a lot of accessory. You do a lot of like uh, dynamic stuff. Yeah. So we follow the exact pattern of, of uh, conjugate. So it's a, uh, um, uh, heavy lower, heavy upper. I think it's 48 hours of rest. And then you do the dynamic, uh, lower dynamic upper Yep. and then switch around with the movements just to keep it fun. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's how we do it. That's awesome. So what are your goals for this year? Um, as we get towards semis and games. Yeah. So, well, the ultimate goal is, is to qualify for the games. So I'm, I'm going to do that through semis. I set a goal for myself at the beginning of the season. I wanted to win the semis, but the in-person one. And the reason why is that I've done well in online competitions mm -hmm. in the last year and a half. And I don't want to have that sticker of, oh, he's good online. Because I finished, like, I wanted, I wanted to finish higher than fifth at stage two to prove that I can also perform live. Yep. Um, that didn't happen. So I finished dead last there. Which I don't sucked. think anybody looks at it as dead last. I think it's you're harder on yourself. That that's how it that's how it felt like yes. when I crossed the line after at Atlanta and I knew I was fifth. It felt like somebody just kicked me in the face. Yep. Um, that did not feel good at all. So for me, that was last place and last place. I don't want to be last any never again. Um, so I set a goal for myself to win the semis, which is still it still is even if it's online. I'm gonna try and make sure I get the spot to the games. It might not happen. Uh, and that's fine. But uh, the goal is always to qualify for the CrossFit Games. And then once we get there, I want to do better than last year. So four, four or above, um, which will be hard because the guys are fit this year. Yeah. The, the, the off season for some people was very long. And that's why people are snatching 300 pounds. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's, uh, that's the whole the whole idea of the year. Awesome. So then you obviously brought up 2020 being fifth kind of what, what was that experience like? Because obviously there weren't many people that got to. So as much as you said, you got last, you still got fifth. <laughs> like there were... True. true. Um, it, it was, I don't have much games experience. Like the, the two experience that I have is 2019. And I, that year I did four workouts, got cut and I was a spectator after that. So I didn't live the whole yeah. game experience. Um, so, and then 2020 is, uh, it, it was a whole different thing. Like the only thing I think was that I loved the most of 2020 is qualifying for stage one to stage two felt like 
I think, I guess, qualifying at regionals in the top five position. That was the feeling that I got and that was really satisfying. Um, and then like the whole in-person, like the stage two experience was, it was unlike any other. And I'm going to be one of five that, that, that will know the feeling of that. Like only five guys, five women, we were mixed up, which usually we're not mixed up with the women that much. And we were able to, to be with, with the girls uh, in the competition. We had our own warm-up area. So nobody touched my bike or my rower or my barbell. Everything was there and nobody touched anything. It didn't move. So we could do like anything we wanted. We had our ice baths with our, like our own ice baths. Everything was very separated. Uh, the movie, the movie star trailer was just, that was awesome. You felt like a star, like when <laughs> we went in the, in, in the, the trailer. So that was cool. It was fun. It was fun to spend a little bit more time with the guys too. Like um, we bus, we, we had a bus between uh, the venue uh, in Morgan Hill and then the venue at the ranch. It was like a 30 minute bus ride and we could, I, we could talk to each other and I, um, I, Noah and uh, Matt, they, they would like talk together a little bit more and then they would talk about their past experiences and what they lived in competition. And I could just be there and like, uh, I don't know, like, uh, sponge, like soak it all up. Um, uh, I have it in French, but uh, take, advantage take advantage of their soak it all up like a yeah. sponge. Yeah. So that was, that was cool. I like that. Also like being, being aside Matt for his last year was, was kind of, it's kind of cool. So, Oh yeah. So are there any stories that no one knows about or something that uh, you can <laughs> let people in on that happened maybe out there at the games? Uh, the, the one thing I do remember is, um, I don't know, the, the, before the, the CrossFit total, we had to pick our weights our starting weights and like someone asked me what weight you start at i'm gonna tell you i don't i don't <laughs> give a shit like if you can't deadlift what i can it doesn't matter what you start at because you're not and if i can't squat what you squat it doesn't yeah. matter and um i remember seeing matt's barbell that was set at 455 for the back squat and then i turned to him and i'm like oh you're starting at 455 your back squat he says no no i'm not starting at this weight like five minutes after that we go on the floor and he starts at 455 i'm like why why would you why would you just not say yeah i'm starting at 455 i don't care like it's not going to change what i'm going to do so that was that was a little bit funny it's like the, all that it's it's like a taboo i asked the i think i asked justin like what are you going to be what what's your starting weights and he told me like his weights and sam wouldn't tell me his weights i'm like okay well that's fine i'll just i'll just show you mine on the floor and then we'll compare after but that was uh that was fun so you're that nice naive guy you're like oh i'll tell you everything like no. yeah well it doesn't matter because if you can't if you can't do it what what is it going to change for you what is it going to change for me it's not going to change anything um so yeah i mean for strength stuff then for strategies yeah. and workouts that's different maybe but even then like if you're if you're telling me you're doing this workout unbroken and i can't i'm not gonna try like that's stupid so mm -hmm. yeah no, that, that's mad. I, I remember at regionals in 2018, we were getting ready to do the handstand walk obstacle. Oh, yeah. And Matt said he wasn't going to go unbroken on the handstand obstacle. Uh-huh. And 
we went and I saw he was right next to me and I saw him going over and I was like, all right, I guess we're going unbroken. <laughs> uh, so he always, he, I, there's been many times with Matt where he'll say one thing and do something completely different. And it's never been the lifting because, you know, but in workouts, they'll be like, Oh, I'm going to go singles. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I guess that's why <laughs> no. you got to run your own race. So yeah. what, so what would you say to somebody then? Cause obviously you've been at the top of the sport minus podium, right? I mean, your goal is obviously fourth, but podium would probably be nice. Yeah, it would. Yeah. So is there any advice you'd give to somebody? Cause you obviously, we, we just watched the first live event um, at mid Atlantic for the first time. And we got a new face on top of the podium. Is there anything you would say to somebody who maybe wants that to be them next year or down the line and wants to compete? You know, being somebody who came up and, you know, you've gone through a few years of developing as an athlete to where you are right now. So is there any advice you'd give somebody? Get, get a coach, get a coach and follow, follow what they say. Uh, I've seen, I've seen some young athletes doing their own programming that does not work. Follow someone's programming, find somebody that's going to help you move forward. Um, at this stage in the history of CrossFit, having a coach is now something that if you want to be an elite athlete, you need to have one. Um, some, some athletes can do it by, the, by themselves, but there's not many. Even Matt Fraser had a coach. So I think that's, uh, that's one of the most important things. And uh, just trust the process. It, it's not going to take a year. It's going to take three and it's fine. Take the three years. Don't try to skip steps. It's not going to work. You're either going to injure yourself and then you'll have to pull back and it's not going to take three. It's going to take five or never. So um, that's, that's my, I think that's what has to be taken more seriously. So how would you then tell somebody or help somebody with finding a coach? Because obviously there's a lot of people out there, right? So I've been lucky because I've started with Carol in 2015 and I've followed her programming since then. And I'm still, I'm still following the same programming. So I've never been on the lookout for programming or a coach. Um, I think it's trial and error, like contact some people, ask some questions, uh, do their programming or some of their programming for a month interact with them and see if it fits and if it, if you feel like it fits go for it if you feel like it doesn't then ask somebody else like there's no there's no problem with asking around for for help and once you find the right person then stick to it and go all all in like 100%. So then how so obviously you've been with the same coach now for r- roughly 6 years. Yep. So I would say right now we're seeing a uh that jumping of athletes. And I think more so you're seeing high profile where a lot of athletes will be with somebody for a year or two years and they'll move to somebody else and they'll transition around. What's made you stay and what could you give or tell somebody as to like how you know that you've found somebody that you should probably stick with, especially through hard times. Cause that's yeah, right, going to go through some, some down moments. Um, I think I, I didn't have that hard time yet. Oh, good. Uh, that's not to brag, but uh, like in the open, I've been consistently getting better. And now, well, this year was first place. So next year it's either first or worse. So I might do worse next year. 
Um, but if, if you're always improving and if, if you have to look at your, you have to look at your performances, not, not only like how you feel in training, but yeah, you have to, to check your tests and see if you're getting better. So if you take the open, for example, and you compare yourself like five years of open, if you've been like this, well, why? Like, is it because you're doing your own programming? Is it because you were injured or whatever? And if you're taking a coach and then you see improvement and improvement, well, just keep doing that. As long as you're improving, keep doing it. Don't change. If you change, you might be worse next year. And then, yes, you might be worse one year and then much better the next. But that's a call that the athlete has to do, I think, once you're very close to the top like to get that little extra edge. We've seen that a little bit this year with Proven, with, with Comtrain. Uh, it's big moves, but sometimes it pays off and so sometimes yep. it doesn't. Yep. Uh, but yeah, look at the improvement. If you're improving, keep doing it. Don't stop now. Yeah, that's good advice. I, I appreciate that. We, I haven't actually had a conversation about this with anybody. So I thought that that was really good, especially being with the same coach for a while. And, and I think, on the lower level, mid-level, a lot of athletes are just trying to find that secret that's going to catapult them. No. Uh, and, like, we, I was curious to see, like, the we bought the first month of um, Fraser's uh, program. Oh, yeah. I was just curious to see, like, what, what his program, because we know Mayhem. Um, I've seen Decca a little bit, uh, comp train, not so much, but I've done, I've seen some workouts. Like these are the programmings we know the most. And I was like, I'm curious to see how Matt programs. And I mean, it's workouts. It's, it's just, it's just workouts and any workout is going to work. That's, I think something that some athletes, they think like, oh, you have to do this to get better at this. I'm like, dude, you could do something much simpler do kettlebells and sit-ups yeah after that anyway like if you go hard any workout is going to make you fitter and that's where i think that how you do the workout matters yeah for sure like uh -huh. I, I there's some people who they're like i'm not getting any better and they go next to somebody who just sells out and then they're over here like but if i go that hard i can't do more and it's like it's not about more <laughs> do more yeah, the, that that that's also something that changed a lot in the last years. Like the volume of training is not as high as we think. It's a lot of volume. Don't get me wrong. I train six hours a day, but there's a limit to what the body can take in a day. And it's it's much better to do one. Like I, I'm speaking for myself, yep. two workouts a day, going super hard in those two workouts, one in the morning, one in the afternoon, then doing two or three in the morning and having no intensity after that. And just wanting to nap all afternoon like that doesn't work so it's yes that's good i'll tell people a lot to to pick and choose you've got to choose the ones that you need to put all the intensity in because there's going to be others where you know people pace i said pacing mm -hmm. you have to go all out to know what your pace is so a lot of times people only know one pace it's the one they do in every workout yeah but you've got to test right but not all the time you've got to test like once for most people once a day is fine Right? Yeah. That one workout a day, you go all out and then you, you pace through, you do your accessory stuff. You do, you, you do the things you need to do and you learn and then you test. And I, I think that intensity, a lot of people don't actually know what it is to run yeah. through an open workout and be laying on the ground for 20 minutes. Yeah. And 
Yeah. And it was a six and minute open workout. What's even harder is try trying to get that intensity in regular training. Yes. That's hard. That's and very that's why hard. I don't, that's why I don't think most people have ever done it because they've you go to regionals and you do two workouts that are easy and you're destroyed the next day. And you're like, how am I this sore? Cause you went 50% harder. That's exactly. why. And, and you, you, yeah, you can't fake it. Like you said. So the, the closer you can get to that on a consistent basis, the more that you're going to be able to do in competition. Yeah. So that's awesome that you've been able to hit like the intensity piece because that's going to pay off a lot for a uh, semi. Oh, yeah. I've, I've, well, I've seen it. I'm, I'm seeing the results already. Like even, even during the, the, the open and the quarterfinals, I was like, I, there's only one that really, really destroyed me in the open, but the rest I did, I almost did the workouts. Like I would do them in training, maybe a little bit harder or maybe not harder on all of them, but I was more conscious that these workouts, like they meant something more. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, like, I was pretty happy that I wasn't like laying on the ground, dying at every single workout. Yep. The only one that did that to me was the 21.3, the open, those bar muscle ups at the end, my grip was so it's, it was disgusting. It took me, <laughs> three, it took me three minutes to just grab a plate off the floor. And I had to chalk up for that. Like it was just <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. But uh, yeah, other than that, like I was pretty happy. Um, I'm going to try and do the same for the semis and see what happens. Yeah. So it sounds like you had, you had, a, you have a good understanding of where you're at right now. Cause obviously to do that and still do as well as you've done means you had the right plan. And hope so. Yeah. So that, that's been awesome. Hard on that. Awesome. Well, Tang, you still got like three weeks. So you, are you training today? No, today is a rest day. So it was a well-earned rest day. I'm, I'm actually really sore. I've been doing like the, the workouts were just horrible as this Saturday was just stupid. Um, but I'm happy. I'm happy with my effort. Now I can back off for a few days and uh, I'll have like two weeks to ramp it back up right before semis. Awesome. Well, Hey man, I don't want to keep you any longer because I know how rest days, they are golden. I had somebody actually ask me the other day, they're like, do you, do you rest? Like, how do you rest? And I'm like, you train so hard that the rest day is you the most it. amazing day. <laughs> yeah. And then people don't get that. They're like, but I could keep training. And I'm like, you need to change your training if you're not resting. Yeah. So awesome. Well, I really appreciate you coming on here. Best yeah. of luck coming up in semis. Is there anything that anybody should know as far as like, uh, about the programming you follow anywhere people can follow you um to see what well i only have instagram so if uh if uh if you want if you want to know what my coach does then send me a send me a message and i'll, I'll connect but uh we don't sell the programming yet it might come with uh, with time but uh for now uh it's pretty much uh, for myself <laughs> selfish a little bit awesome and also i was going to tell you the games this year, you're going to, it's not going to be the same experience. You're not going to have all your own stuff. People are going to touch it. I just want you to I know, know that. I so know, I know. I'm going to be ready. I'm going to be ready. Okay, good. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, and I'm sure it, when you qualify, I'm going to reach back out sometime, maybe before the games. I don't know. It's going to be so close. Maybe I'll wait yeah. till after, but good luck. You don't need it. You're looking really good this year. So I've actually told some people I've got 
I've got you uh, on my radar for being up there. So I'll do my best. All right, man. Thank you so much for being on here. This was Nicky Rankar with Jeff Adler on the Trial and Air podcast. See you guys soon.